I'm Quentin Carlin, and welcome to the Self-Develop Life Podcast, the ultimate personal and professional development coaching, consulting, and counseling show where I interview industry experts to help you upgrade and optimize your limitless health, wealth, and lifestyle. Here we dive into a variety of topics such as fitness, finances, faith, family, relationships, dating, divorce, biohacking, business, investing, mindset, meditation, minimalism, religion, spirituality, and success secrets, and many other life hacking tips, techniques, and tools to help educate, inspire, and empower you to live your most self-developed life possible. So if you're interested in any of those topics, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and YouTube channel where all these episodes are also filmed and uploaded. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to the show sponsors and give you access to some limited time, really awesome bonus announcements to upgrade your fitness and finances. You can access all these tools and other resources. I'll continually add an update on the show website at www.selfdeveloplife.com along with my other social media accounts. So you can reach out and follow me. I'd love to connect with you. So go ahead and do that. Announcement number one, the world-famous 30-day no-alcohol challenge is now an official SDL show sponsor, which is amazing because this massive online community-driven program has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, CNN, that my friend James Swanwick, who is an ex-ESPN sports announcer, created. Look, I took this challenge two years ago, 2017 in January. And I committed that I would stop drinking for 30 days. And I felt so good and was so productive that I kept it going. And it's been two years. I'm not saying that I haven't had a drink in those two years, but I've been 100% sober and hangover free. And it's been amazing. So if you're looking to cut back on your drinking and save money on those expensive bar tabs and have your liver and wallet thank you, go to www.30daynoalcoholchallenge.com forward slash Quinton, or simply click the link below in the show notes. And when you enroll, DM me a screenshot on either my Instagram or Facebook account. And I'm going to give you an extra bonus where I'm going to be your sponsor and mentor for that month. That's right. I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching with you to help support you as you take this life-changing program, because basically I want as many people as possible to benefit from it. Um, So use my special link below and begin your 30-day sobriety detox cleanse now. I'd be honored to support you. For more information on that, go back and listen to episode 32, 33, and 34 to hear James's incredible story and the thousands of other people who have already taken this 30-day no-alcohol challenge and can create your supportive environment to keep you accountable and help you navigate how to date and be social and go out and not drink. It's amazing. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, now that you have all this free time that you're sober for the next month, uh, maybe the first time in months or decades you've ever done that, what are you now going to do with all of your newfound spare time? Well, how about do something productive, like start a side hustle online business? And it's never been easier since I've been involved in the e-commerce space since 2007 and have seen countless business models and systems. I got to say, I've never seen one that's gotten the incredible results that one website template has. That is ClickFunnels. Guys, it's massive. 
If you want to convert your traffic into paying customers, go get your number uh, $1 account trial set up in the link below or on selfdeveloplife.com. And go ahead and check out episode 39 for an overview on how thousands of people just like you are using this easy to use software to sell anything to anyone online. All right. And lastly, announcement number three, I have a 90 day health and wealth coaching challenge for you. I've used the same e-commerce system that I mentioned previously to start a business selling the number one selling CBD essential oil in the industry that is actually farmed out of the US. So if you suffer from any anxiety, depression, joint pain, insomnia, or even cancer or any other serious ailments, this natural medical breakthrough alternative is exactly what you need. And as a listener, I can even hook you up with a free sample bottle by doing these two things in this limited time giveaway. Number one, go leave a five-star review and comment ranking on iTunes right now about just saying what you enjoy about this podcast. Is it the guests? Is it the inspiration you get? Anything. Just leave a simple, short comment and screenshot that and DM me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and I will choose a random winner each month. Number two, go ahead and take the 90-day CBD challenge free tour that is in the show notes below or on the selfdeveloplife.com site. And also listen to episode number 33, 36, and, or sorry, 35, 36, and 37, where I have doctors and specialists sharing info that will blow your mind about the health benefits of this. Look, like this is an amazing opportunity, both health-wise and this might be something that you want to be start promoting on your side business. Because uh, this is not the gold rush, it's the green rush of the booming CBD legalized hemp industry. And no, you don't get high off this. This is medicinal. It's not recreational. And as I said, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. I just see this as an incredibly rare opportunity for you to get on to the ground floor of this brand new market. It's kind of like finding out about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency early, just like I did when I found Ethereum that was like $14 and it peaked at $1,500. It was amazing. So speaking of that, um, I also have a Bitcoin and crypto course that you can go and download now. It's everything that I've learned, resources, safety, storage, everything you need to know if you want to get involved investing in the crypto industry. And that is along with my new book coming out called Money Hacks. It's a video course and ebook that talks about 25 different ways for you to make more money and save more money. This is what they should be teaching people in school, but unfortunately they don't. So I'm teaching you this here on my site. So to wrap this up, if any of these announcements and resources sound interesting and appealing to you and you want some more info, feel free to book a free one-on-one 45-minute coaching and consulting call with me where we can talk about anything and everything you want. And this is just a way for me to kind of give back and get to know my listeners. Like I love so much. I'm so uh, grateful and humble that you're sharing and supporting this show. Um, So I want to give back. So I've got my calendar schedule uh, below. Book a time and I'll give you a call. And that's that. 
So thanks again for sharing the show. If you haven't shared it with a friend, just go ahead and copy this link and send it out to a couple people or take a screenshot of it and post it on your Instagram. I'm really trying to get more listeners here and promote what we're doing and all the amazing guests that we have on. And speaking of amazing guests, we've got an incredible lineup of shows coming down. So make sure you keep tuning in. So that is it for the business and pleasure is now out of the way. So let's start with today's conversation. Hey everyone, just want to do a quick little recap here, what you're going to learn. I've got Aaron Rashkin. This guy is a legend in the entrepreneurial space. And if you want to learn how to work with both of us, since we had this call, we've actually teamed up on a project that has so much potential in the CBD market. At the end of the call here, if you listen all the way through, he's talking about his new business. And I've recently just gotten involved with him and I'm just blown away about this opportunity and how this industry is just going to absolutely explode. Uh, If you haven't listened to the previous last episodes about what CBD is and how it can really, really uh, increase your health, wellness, and on the business side of things, really create a, a huge impact with a revolutionary product that's never been in this market before that's legalized. So check this out. And if you want, I've got a link below. If you want to work directly with Aaron and I, you can hear this guy just being around him and being in this guy's organization. You will learn so much about sales, marketing, and leadership. It is priceless. So enjoy this episode and take action. If you want to connect with Aaron and I, we'd love to work with you as either a client or a partner. Cheers. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I am joined with Mr. Aaron Rashkin. I'm just going to go over his bio here because it's pretty stellar uh, before I welcome him out. So Aaron is a dad, a dude, and a damn good home-based business entrepreneur. He has a background in exercise, nutrition, fitness, and is the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Million Dollar Muscle Tips, which is the entrepreneur's guide to seven-figure results in fitness and business. Aaron has earned over a million dollars in three separate companies in the last handful of years and has sold over $10 million of his own products since going full-time on the internet for, t- for 10 years, which is impressive. And more impressive than that, you've been an entrepreneur full-time for 25 years. So man, you're just a beast in fitness and business and I'm stoked to have this call and have you taking the time to share a lot of your wisdom with uh, everyone tuning in here. So my man... I know you've got a packed schedule, you're moving, you've got a ton going on, you're all over the place, but I'm stoked to have this uh, catch-up call with you here, man. Yeah, likewise. Good to, good to be on with you, Quentin. Great to reconnect, too, actually. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's funny, before we started this call, we were on another call, just kind of reacquainting, and we like reminisced how we met. And I remember meeting you in that luncheon uh, for that event that we were at, you know, and, you know, a few people always stand out for me at events, and you're one of those guys. And I've watched you for the last, I don't know how many years I've been kind of tracking you on, on social media, but I've been paying attention to where you're at. I didn't know you were in Korea. I just thought you were over in Southeast Asia or Indonesia, right. you know, Bali or Java or Jakarta or somewhere. I didn't know where you were exactly, but I knew you were not here where I live in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, well, there's been a lot happening since then. And I'm, I'm actually heading to Bali next month. I try and hit there mm. for the winters and get some waves and everything. So oh, right um, on. And speaking of that, you said that you're just moving to Santa Barbara. Yeah, well, I, yeah. So I lived in San Diego for 10 years. And uh, I moved there in 1995. Mm-hmm. I lived there till the end of 2004. 
and when I moved here to Colorado. And for the last few years, I've been kind of itching to get back to California. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I love the winters. I love the mountains. I love, you know, all my, my snow sports, but I miss the ocean, man. Yeah. I, I grew up on the water in New York where I was, you know, when I was a little kid and grew up on a boat and had a house on a canal and we had lots of, lots of water sports and, and beach lifestyle. And uh, that's one of the reasons I moved to California when I was, you know, 25 years old. And so to be landlocked in Colorado, I did it <laughs> almost 15 years. I lasted here in Colorado, but it's time to go back. Right. And so I'm selling my, it's so funny. I, I feel like my house is reverberating. Like I have this echo in my house because I just literally sold one of my three piece sectional sofas just like an hour ago. Right. And these people came and, you know, paid cash for it and I helped them move it into their truck and, I went up and my house is empty, like my conference room, which is right over here. It's just got my conference table, but all the chairs are gone. Right. <laughs> and my massage chair and my exercise bike and my total gym, like my whole house is, is selling right now. So, well, well, yeah, man, it's, it seems like there's been a lot of transitions in your life and we can kind of get into some of those. But one thing I want to yeah. point on is what you mentioned in the beginning of the call. When we first met uh, at a conference in, in Houston, the thing that really stood out to me about you is just how warm and welcoming and personable you are. And I think one of the things in business is just to really be um, interested in people, you know, having people attracted to you, but people get attracted to you because you're interested in them because people love to kind of, you know, uh, share about themselves. And I remember one of the first things you yeah. said when we first met, you're, you're just kind of like, Hey man, you know, like, welcome, come join us for lunch and all this stuff. And you're like, you know, are you going to be coming to the next event? Like you're just such a warm, welcoming person where, a lot of people at your level of achievements and success are kind of like really reserved, standoffish, you know, like they only kind of, and I was like, you know, like I was like super young then I was like in my, you know, twenties, like early mid twenties. And, um, and I just remember like, I'm just like, man, this guy's just like a really cool, nice dude, you know? And, and likewise, I've been tracking everything that you've been doing and just seeing like you crushing it in so many different ways. And like I, like I said in your bio, you're like earning a million dollars in three different companies. You know, most people never even do that once. So I'm really looking forward. And I think that that probably is one of the things you'll be sharing of one of your secrets to success is just being a really personable, um, authentic person, you know? And I just want to acknowledge you for that to making me feel really welcomed when I was just like really, I basically knew Jay, Jay Kubisak, which was like, you know, uh, the he-man of the whole like, you know, internet marketing industry. And then meeting you there and seeing you speak and everything, I was just like, wow, like, you know, like, you're just a really uh, genuine dude. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, we, <laughs> I always say that we're a product of our environment, right? Yeah. And I spent a lot of time with my dad when I was a kid. And my dad was an entrepreneur. He, you know, had his own businesses. And I worked with my dad as much as I could because I love being around him. I just wanted to kind of like hang out with him and bask in his energy, you know? Right. And one of the things I, I loved about my dad was how friendly and how personable he was, you know, not just for business, but just, you know, with family and life. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just in life. You know, he's just a really jolly dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, like we really do become just like the, the upbringing, you know, like if, if we're around our families a lot, we, we really take on a lot of their, their qualities. And, yeah. you know, I'll never forget this. One of the, one of the, you know, we always take something we learn from like all of our mentors, right? Like I, I have so many mentors. I've had, I've had dozens and dozens of mentors, people that I've personally worked with over the years, whether I've invested in coaching, you know, with them, or I purchased their products or went to their events or, you know, did whatever I, you know, bought their courses. And, you know, I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in my education, right? 
Yeah. And uh, one of my mentors said something to me one time that I had already kind of figured out on my own, but when he said it, it was just so familiar. It was like that law of familiarity. It's like when you have that moment where you have like, it's not a deja vu, it's what I call a vuja day. It's yes. almost like you felt like you've been there because you already were. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like you imagined it. It was like, I knew I had already experienced this and I'd felt it. And he said to me one time, and this is very, very common in, in like the networking and direct sales and the entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors, like the industry of, of entrepreneurship, right? Because mm -hmm. we're kind of a cult, right? Yes. They say 97% of the people work for the other 3%, right? Wow. So, for those, right, for, so for those of us that are entrepreneurs, this is very common. But I, when I heard one time somebody say, be more interested, right, than interesting, yeah. I was like, well, that's kind of like how I already do my life. You know, like I'm, I always like to interview people. I always like to ask lots of questions. Right. And, you know, that's always done me really well in business. Always done really well. Well, I think that that's just kind of so rare nowadays and to be able to have connections with people because everyone's so like, just the fact that we're having this call today. And one of the big reasons, to be honest with you, why I started this podcast was to fill my void of living abroad where a lot of people don't speak my language and aren't like-minded like me wanting to be involved in personal development and entrepreneurship and stuff like that is to start this to be able to have a platform to have an excuse to reach out to people like yourself and people that have been mentors to kind of like really have engaging conversations and um it's been really really amazing and uh, i think what you said is totally true you know like i'm just so interested in other people's stories and that's why i want to give them a platform here to share it because it's good for me but it's also good for them to you know uh get more exposure and good for people that don't really have access to a lot of people like yourself and the people that you know your mentors because a lot of people don't really have positive influences in their life you know like if you look yeah, at yeah. people just in the routine of just kind of going through the same old thing every day they don't yeah. really have a lot of place for inspiration and and um empowering conversations so that's yeah. what one great thing about this industry in, in in general you know yeah well one of the things too i mean because of the society we live in right this desensationalized world of social media Right. A lot of times we feel like we're connecting with people because we're following them on social media. Right. We're, we're watching their videos. We're listening to their, you know, their, their audios or re we're reading their posts. You know, we're, we're just kind of like peering into people's lives right through through audio, video and, and, and photos, really, you know, a lot of text and, and whatnot and posts. And so to have the personal touch yeah. is everything. like it's so funny because for years, a lot of companies, they went, you know, from this like high end customer service to, you know, these automated menu driven teleprompters, right? right yeah. like, I remember movie phone, right? When movie phone came out and you would call and it would say, welcome to movie phone. I remember press that. Ten. Yeah. Press one to buy tickets, press two for local theaters, right? And, and I remember sitting there one time and I'm like, okay, this is really cool. And then this is you know, going back like 15, 20 years ago, right? But then over the, over the course of time, now when you call a company, you hope you get a real person, yeah. right? Because it's almost like we have become so automated and so you know, desensitized to the human you know, connection that having conversations like this, and that's why I still use the phone. That's why I still pick up the phone. I do a lot of calls, you know, with people that I'm doing business with, whether they're, you know, uh, like, like customers or their clients or they're people that I do coaching with or they're members of my team, whatever it is, I love to work on the phone. Now, 
of course, one-on-one is impossible with everybody. Yeah. But I do my best to, to have some kind of a personal touch mm-hmm. with everybody, you know, personal contact, whether it's, you know, like a quick, you know, five minute phone call on Facebook, or it's a group call with other people that are in a, in a mastermind with them. But this personal touch yeah. is everything. And, and what's going to separate, you know, the this most successful people in this economy are the people that really do love people. And, you know, one of the things I always say, Quentin, and I'll, I'll pass it back over to you, I'm sure you got lots to, to talk about here, is that in business, right? Our product is never really our product, right? Our product is people. Yeah. And when we learn more about people, then we learn about our product, whatever our product is that we market, right? If we learn more about people than we learn about the product, then we've just learned more about the real product that we market, which is change. Wow. That's, uh, that's powerful, man. And that's so true because, you know, one of our, our mutual friends and mentors, Mike Dillard, uh, in his book, Magnetic Sponsoring, he talks a lot about you want to market not the, you know, not the drill, but you want to sell the hole that the drill will make, you know, the solution to people's problems. And, um, and that, that's just something that people fo- focus too much on the features and benefits, but not so much on the actual result that it's going to get, right? And I think that's yeah. really a, a key distinction there. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, you know, speaking of that, you know, like looking back at that event where I met, you know, you and, and guys I looked up to like Mike Dillard, and seeing the, the change that they've made, like Mike's got the number one podcast on iTunes right now for business and self-help, like yeah, self-made yeah. man. Like there's just so many people that came from that, that time of, you know, like early internet marketing that are just like making a huge difference in the world, you know, like it's, it's pretty awesome um, yeah. to see, see people's progression and everything. Yeah. Mike was my sponsor actually in the company that you and I met in. Oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was my sponsor at, at uh, CC Pro and then and WMI. So I, I know Mike fairly well, and we've worked together in a couple of different projects. And you know, we spent some time together personally. Like my my, uh, you know, my ex-wife and I used to drive up to to Aspen and visit with him and his ex-wife. Now, <laughs> you know, we we're all married at the time. Right. Uh, you know, so we used to spend a lot of time. Our families spent time together. Our kids got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike was, you know, he came here to Colorado for my my 40th birthday. Um, you know, several years back. So, you know, we're pretty tight and we, we don't spend a lot of time anymore. You know, we don't keep in contact, but yeah, there was a big transition, um, you know, back in, in 2000, I think around 2007, 2008, you know, when a lot of us came from the traditional, you know, home-based business, multi-level marketing arena to the internet. Right. And uh, it opened up a world of opportunities. And, uh, you know, Mike and I, we, we, that's how we met originally was through our old traditional MLM company. And then we got into internet marketing together and uh, went on to make a lot of money together. So very cool. Yeah, man, that, that whole like uh, carbon copy with Jay and everything was just like a game changer, you know, like I've, I've hung out with Jay a number of times and it was funny because when I was in Liberty League and doing really well there, everyone called me like the little Jay, you know, because I was from Canada I was like the youngest guy, right, right. Like the youngest guy in the company, kind of like, you know, getting, getting the results and stuff. And then uh, when I, when I kind of came over and met all you guys, I was like, oh, it's so cool to kind of be with the big guys in the, in the industry here. And uh, yeah, that, that was really cool, man. That was a, that was a really cool, um, huge change talking about change, like creating funnels and everything. It just really changed how a lot of e-commerce is even done today. Like starting back then, you know, like I hung out a lot with, um, and, and, spent a lot of time on call with Don Glanville too that was doing the reverse funnel 
Um, right, right. Too. Like all these guys are just like, you know, really pioneers of the internet marketing industry. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Great guys. A lot of them, a lot of them became great friends. And uh, that's what I love about, you know, being an entrepreneur is, you know, they, I, I heard something one time, it said, it, it's better to have uh, or, uh, a friendship is better when it, or what is it? What's the term? It's um, a business. It's something in regard to a, a, uh, a business from friendship is better than a, a, a friendship from business or, or a friendship oh, from right. business is better than a business from friendship. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, and it makes total sense, right? A friendship from business, a friendship. Okay. Here's what it was. A friendship based on business is better than a business based on friendship. Yeah. Got it. And I've gotten into business with a lot of my friends, you know, like high school, college, friends I made along the way that were not really cut out to be entrepreneurs. And they showed me that over the course of time. So most of my really great friends that are entrepreneurs, they came from business, mm. you know, opportunities and business dealing. So that makes total sense, right? Yeah. A friendship based on business is better than a business based on friendship, right? In other words, just because you have a best friend doesn't mean you want to get into business with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, because it attracts that like-mindedness with people that are kind of on the same path as you. And yes. you know, there's, there's, all, there's so many layers to why people connect on that level that are in the same industry of trying to achieve the same goals. You know, that's what it kind of comes yeah. down to. Um, speaking of that, yeah. like, what, what do you think is separating you? Because being a self-employed for 25 years, that's like a feat that not a lot of people can say they've accomplished. You know, like, what do you think has really been the, I guess, the secret sauce, as they say, for you to really stand the test of time? Well, I was just really committed to my freedom. You know, I, I, I wanted to be free when I was, I just remember being a little boy, just, you know, not wanting to do what I was told to do, mm -hmm. you know, and I was always looking for a way to do things of my own and not have to fit in with everybody else's way. I, I marched to the beat of my own drum and uh, I was very, very confident. When I was a young kid, I just developed a lot of confidence, you know, right. and now what's interesting is that I came from a very broken home. You know, my, my parents loved me, but mm -hmm. they didn't love each other. Mm. And it was pretty obvious by the way they showed up for each other in their marriage. And, you know, I have a, I have a sibling, my older sister, she's two and a half years older than me. And we used to watch, you know, our, our, our parents and, and the way they communicated and how they, they, you know, interacted with each other. And I knew that my family, you know, my family was not like the other kids whose parents were together, you know? Sure. Right, yeah. So I grew up with a little bit of insecurity. I lacked, you know, self-esteem. I had a really poor self-image because I, you know, I think as a kid, you know, we take on a lot of the blame or we think it's our fault if our parents aren't getting along or there's fighting and we get, you know, we, we developed this very, very, um, you know, self-conscious uh, personality. And, you know, so I had a lot of confidence, but I had a very low self-esteem when I was a kid. Right. And, you know, those two are a very dangerous cocktail when it comes to, you know, being on your own and not having adult supervision. And so I got myself in a lot of trouble when I was a kid, a lot of trouble. I mean, you come to one of my family dinners, Thanksgiving or holidays, you know, and my parents start talking about, you know, the things that, they had to go through <laughs> parenting me, right? right? It's, it's quite a, it's quite a, it's quite a funny conversation. I mean, there's a lot of, 
you know, excitement that I brought to my, my family's life. Let's just say life was never dull, right? Well, and, but, you know, I don't, I don't regret a blade of grass that I walked over to get here. I mean, mm. I've done a lot of things that I'm not real proud of today, but I don't regret them because they make us who we are, you know? And my, my commitment to freedom, however, whatever, however it looked, right, to people on the outside, you know, that was just me being super rebellious. And it was a way for me to really discover, you know, where, where I needed to evolve as a, as a human being, right? Starting out as a young boy and becoming a teenager and then a young adult and then becoming a, you know, a parent and a, and a partner, you know, a life partner and a husband and a homeowner and a business owner, right? All these different levels and stages of, you know, evolution of, of our lives, right? We, we take what we learn, right? And we apply them to the next level of, of, of our lives. So we're, as long as we're learning, right, we're, we're improving and we're getting better. And a big part of my evolution, really some of the biggest breakthroughs I had was learning how to love myself again. Wow. You know, really, yeah, really, really like liking myself, you know, because I beat myself up for so many years emotionally, you know, physically, I was extremely abusive to myself, drinking and smoking and doing drugs and you know, doing LSD and, and, you know, just doing, I did a lot of like things in college, you know, a lot of drugs in college, experimental. And here I am, my background's in fitness, right? Yeah. So I was, I was living this like dual, you know, yeah. I had like this duality. I was like healthy by day and toxic by night, right? My personality was just the same. Like I was either in the greatest mood ever and most, the most fun to be around, or I was an absolute asshole, right. you know, and, and I, and I had a hard time really finding the balance where I didn't have to be on the emotional roller coaster all the time. And I think a lot of people deal with that, especially as entrepreneurs, because, you know, when you, when you start in a business and you, and you think you're selling the product, right? Like I talked about earlier, what you realize after a while is that people aren't buying the product, they're buying you. Yeah. Right. And if your product has great value, right? They perceive that the product has value or whatever, if you're marketing, like just to say you're a coach or you're doing some kind of service or whatnot, right? You're offering a service, mm -hmm. right? You know, they're buying that too, but it's really you that they're buying. And when you don't buy yourself because you don't love yourself and you don't feel good about yourself, it's right. very difficult to make money in business. Yeah. So I struggled for years right? In, in entrepreneurship and different models, different types of businesses and products and, you know, different kind of opportunities. I joined a lot of different network marketing companies and I started my own product line. I had my own private label sports supplement product and I would hustle my ass off. I'd go out and pound the pavement from 6am until, you know, eight or eight 30 that night. And, and, you know, I had a one man band going on. I was doing everything from front to back, top to bottom. And I burned myself out and I couldn't travel or take vacations because if I didn't show up, I didn't right. get paid. It was a linear income. I bought myself a very pricey job, if you will. Right. And then I found network marketing and learned about leverage and automation and the technology and, you know, really, you know, helping other people get what they want. Right. So you can always get what you want. So I fell in love with the industry when I was in my early 20s. And it's always been kind of like playing in the background while I did my other entrepreneurial endeavors. Right. right. So I was always, there was always something, you know, that I was hustling on the side, right? I always had a side, a side deal or a side gig yeah. you know, while I was doing something else. So I had, I, I, I believe in multiple streams of income, right. you know, 
And, and I say, if we have residual bills, we should have a residual income to go with it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so smart. You know, like I've got a book that I've got, I've put, I'm putting out soon called Money Hacks. And it's got like 25 different ways for people to kind of have side hustles. Because nowadays, like you said, everything's so expensive, man. Like, it's just crazy. Like when I was back in Vancouver this summer, I was just like blown away, you know, like rent, you know, I live on the beach here for like a fraction of what I was paying in Vancouver, you know, like, it's just, uh, you know, people need to have, and that's why I think this industry and there's so much more opportunity of people trying to start their own businesses because they just have to, you know what I mean? Like it's just a necessity in most cases. Um, yeah. And you know what, just to backtrack, I could, I, well, the reason why we reconnected here because I saw your post, congratulations about being sober with no alcohol, no weed. And I kind of reached out to you saying that, hey, it's going on two years this coming January. For me, that's been pretty much the same. So That is um, awesome, man. Congratulations to you, too. Well, yeah, yeah. I, th I think that it's a conscious decision because I was doing the same thing. I would be here getting smashed, going to clubs till six in the morning on a Saturday and then going to church, you know, like hungover Sunday, you know, like I'm like, this isn't really authentic. This isn't really in, in integrity. And it wasn't just that. It was just like, you know, I basically lived like this for since I was like 18, partying in university playing basketball, you know, getting hammered with all my boys um, yeah. basically every weekend after games. And I was just like, how long do I want to go on like this for? And yeah. uh, I made the decision, yeah, like in, uh, in January. I was like, I'm going to do it for a month. And then, like I said in, the, in my message to you, I'm like, after the first month, it gets easier and it just gets easier and easier and easier until it's like, I don't even want to go out and do that anymore because I feel so good how I am now. And I think for you, because how long has it been for, for yours? It's been uh, just a little bit over 11 months. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's so yeah. good. Actually, to, actually, you know what? Tomorrow is exactly 11 months because I stopped. The last time I drank or got high from smoking marijuana was on December 30th of 2017 so tomorrow is actually 11 months exactly wow wow yeah that's, yeah. that's a huge yeah. milestone and like was yeah. there anything, was there anything that kind of triggered that or was it just kind of like a conscious decision saying hey you know i want to just you know clean this up and delete this out of my life for a while or what what was kind of i'm always just curious what other people yeah uh, yeah, yeah no it's a great question um you know i had been smoking marijuana since i was in fourth grade and really yeah, I was 10 years old when I, when I started getting high. I got high from, you know, my parents' weed. I found my parents' joints. It's funny, we had dinner with my parents the other night and uh, was telling my parents how I used to steal their joints out of a little silver joint case that my, my stepdad had when I was, you know, in fourth grade. My best friend and I, we used to steal our parents' weed. and We'd get high in the woods and, wow. you know, smoke their pot. And so I've been getting high since I'm 10 years old, right? Wow. And so I lived my whole life like that. Now I wasn't like, I wasn't a burnout. Like I wasn't sitting around high, yeah. you know, not being productive. Like I was a functional addict. Sure. Right. And I would smoke before I went to the gym or I would smoke before I went to class when I was in college or, you know, yeah. I would smoke before I got on the phones and prospected for my business or when I, you know, I would smoke before anything I could possibly smoke for, you know, I would show up high and people just got used to me like that, you know? And my family knew, my friends knew, you know, my, my girlfriends over the years. And what happened was, you know, I knew that I was not reaching my, my full potential, right? Mm -hmm. And even though I did very well, right, I've done extremely well in, in business, I know that if I was sober and present and clear, mm -hmm. right, and consciously focused on, on the, the things that I knew I could be really great at, like I was good at a lot of things, Right. But I was only great at a couple things. Now, 
you know, they say that you should only find one or two things that you're really great at in business. Mm-hmm. I happen to be very passionate about a lot of different skill sets inside of a, a business model. Let's just say, you know, speaking, right? I've spoken on stage hundreds of times to thousands of people. And, you know, my, some of my biggest speaking engagements were over 10,000 people, right? Wow. And I've spoken, I've spoken on, you know, at every company event that I've been a part of for the past 10 years, right? Hundreds of events, local events, things I've hosted right here in my home, you know, masterminds with, you know, anywhere from two people to 50 people in my home, large events. And so I've spoken all around the world in different stages and different capacities and different mediums, right? Modalities. And I love to copyright and I love to, you know, sell and, 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 and write and build funnels and all the stuff, right? So I was good you know, in, in all of them, but I wasn't great in all of them. And I knew that if I was focused and present and and had the clarity of being sober, right? Mm -hmm. Not only would I be treating myself better, but I'd be treating my business differently as well. And I, and I, you know, about a year ago, I met a very, very special lady in my life and uh, she had been sober for um, almost a year. And I'll never forget this. We had a party here at my house. It was new, it was the night before New Year's Eve, just this past year. So it was 2017. And all my friends were over, like all my local friends. And, you know, I had about 20 or 25 people here. And my house was filled with music and beer and hard liquor and marijuana. And it was all over the place. And I came into my office where I'm sitting right now, right? Literally, this happened about three feet away from where I'm sitting. And I walked in and I saw my life partner and this woman that I just like met and just like immediately knew we were supposed to be together. And I looked at her and she was completely sober and I was completely wasted out of my mind. Yeah, right. I, I literally, I walked into my office and I saw how beautiful she is. And I knew that this was a woman that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with and I want to marry. And I, and I just, to myself, I didn't even say one thing to her. I said, I am done. That was it. It was the last time I smoked, last time I drank, last time I was ever intoxicated other than, you know, the, the, the high of being in love and right. loving my life again and loving my family in a different way and being closer with my son than ever and, you know, having relationships with, my, with all my people. And, um, yeah, it was just the most amazing year um, that I can remember as an adult because I did it sober. Yeah. Which <laughs> had never done that. Ever yeah. in my life, I never spent the whole year sober. Yeah, yeah. and so 2018 is a is a monumental year, and uh, because of it, you know, so many things have opened up For sure. as a result of my decision. And and it's amazing what can happen. And it's funny because of my sobriety, and I kind of tracked it. You know, like every every month or two, I would make a post on on social media that I'm you know this many months sober, and I have literally supported several dozen people who have come to me privately with their addictions, whether it was food, whether it was alcohol, whether it was getting high, whether it was sex, whether it was gambling, prostitution. I've had so many conversations with people who have been struggling with their addictions and not loving themselves and relying on their outside sources to, to really fill a hole in their heart. Yeah. And, you know, a big thing for me is about taking radical responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and, and self-sourcing and, you know, having this highest level of self-love possible. And because of it, you know, I've, I've been able to really touch a lot of people and influence a lot of people. And that is the most gratifying thing in the world when people say, hey, I'm sober for a month 
because of our conversation. Or I talked to a buddy of mine today that hasn't gotten high in a few weeks and he was so proud of himself. And it literally brought tears to my eyes because here was a guy that was just like me, got high every day of his life, yeah. you know, and he was just underachieving right. and he knew it. And he, and he's super like thrilled with himself because he's chosen to show up differently. And to me, that is the most incredible gratification and self-empowerment is seeing other people mm -hmm. enjoying themselves and their lives without having to use substances to do it. Man, I just want to say congratulations and on so many levels, A, for what you're doing for yourself, but B, for the domino, the ripple effect that you're making through all these other people because it's, it's just, that's one of the main things. Like I've read the 12-step the book and um, it, I, I was never like an addict, but I was just like, I don't think that this lifestyle of partying and just going on to all these wild clubs, because here in Asia, it's insane, man. Like partying, yeah. in, partying in Tokyo and Seoul is so different than back home where the bars close at one or two. Like here, there's lineups to clubs at 5 a.m. where you pay, yeah. like, you pay like 30, 40 bucks to get in. And there's a line about four or five in the morning because it goes till eight. Like I was just like, I was like a vampire man for like years here. And I was yeah, just like, Hey, yeah. this, this, this was cool. Like the first little while, but now it's getting to be just like concerning. Um, so yeah. that was, that was kind of my thing. And, uh, you know, so I was like, yeah, that's great, man. that is great that you were able to have, see, it's all about really, you know, choosing, like you can choose your way out of any situation. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you feel like you're out of control because right. you're just doing what you're accustomed to doing, it's familiar, it becomes habitual. And now you're like, well, is this what the rest of my life is going to be like? When am I going to stop? Yeah. Right? But it's I, powerful, I, man. Good for you to be able to, to, to walk away. And I'm sure as a result of it, like your whole world has completely shifted. Um, well, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you if it wasn't the same. Like I started this podcast, you know, uh, I, I, during this time of, of just like having time now and having yeah. weekends where I'm not in bed hungover, you know, like right. this wouldn't be happening if, uh, if, if I didn't make that choice. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I think that it's, it's really, uh, really cool. And I think guys like, you, you know, the, the two of us yeah. that have the confidence, I can still go out to a party or a club or a bar and still hang out to like three in the morning, totally sober, just having like, maybe like I, I'll have like a glass of wine every now and then. But like it'll stop at like one or two beers, you know. I'm not like pounding drinks anymore. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I still go out and social. Like my social life hasn't really changed that much. But I'm just like way healthier. I'm going to the gym in the morning, you know. Like uh, you just feel a lot better. You feel a lot better because all these things are depressants, you know, like alcohol, wheat, like all this stuff. It's it's uh, it's it's an escape. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And when you can be present with yourself, and you can, you know, rely on 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 your own you know, sourcing for, for the love and for the connection and, you know, for the ability to really feel like, you know, it's okay to have fear. It's okay to have pain. Right. So like I use this example, a lot in my coaching pain is inevitable, right? We're all going to feel some kind of pain. Now we can even choose ourselves or choose our way out of pain, right? Like somebody hurts us or we expect something that's unmet, right? An un unmet expectation. Right? We could have these things, whether it's in business, it's in a personal relationship with our families, um, with our finances, with our physical or our spiritual health, right? We're, we're bound to get, you know, disappointed over the, over the course of our lives, you know? And we can choose to, you know, be appreciative of the lesson, right? It's almost like, you know, we, we just have to be thankful 
that were still alive is, is yeah. really the way I look at this. And everything, it's nothing, nothing's happening to us, it's happening for us, right? Exactly, yeah. And when we, and when we, when we choose, right, to, to be self-sourced and we choose to love ourselves and, and, and treat ourselves with the best possible, um, you know, life of, of, of freedom, right? My, my commitment to freedom, this has always been the thing. I was a prisoner, I was in bondage to, to marijuana. I was in bondage to alcohol. I was in bondage to, to dulling the pain of my past. And as soon as I realized it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be disappointed, it's okay to feel pain, as soon as I faced it and I realized that I'm not gonna die if I have a little disappointment in my, in my life, right. I stopped being disappointed. Sure. I stopped being addicted to getting offended to things that were said to me or things that were done, right? Like the day we stop at being addicted to disappointment is the day we set ourselves free. That's so true, man. And that, this reminds me of just like the past episode I did with another guy. I haven't released it yet, but uh, he has over a million views of a court video that he took when he went to the, the family courthouse and he basically did this incredible monologue for a couple of minutes. I'll, I'll send it to you, man. Like it, it's gone viral. He's got over a million, million views. And he basically said about everything that's wrong with the family court system because he hasn't been able to see his kids for how long and they're threatening to put him in jail. And this is like a, a young, like just a good dude, no, no record or anything um, uh, because of these, he's unable to basically pay like the thousand dollars a month that he owes in child support. He's like, look at, I'm trying everything I can. I want to be part of my children's life. You putting me in jail isn't going to be a good solution here. And um, we had like a two hour, I had a two hour call with this guy and cause I went through something very similar, you know, like I went through an incredibly intense, like crushing and traumatizing uh, about eight, nine, 10 year court custody battle with my son. And I've been able to um, fulfill my responsibilities on that, do everything that I could, but not let that disappointment of being victimized stop me from making the best life possible for myself. You yeah. know, I think so many people use an excuse that something bad happened to them or someone screwed them over, uh, or they lost a job, or this person broke up with them or left them. Um, and that's one thing I think that's great about you. I don't know how much you want to go down this road, but um, I, I've been following you and saw that you went through a, a separation, and now you've, you're moving, you've got another great partner that you're looking to create a life with. You know, like, it's not saying that you, you forget about the past, but you kind of have to deal with you know, what's happening to create the results and the reality you want. You know, like so many people get hung up on something, and I know it's hard, emotional stuff is heavy, um, but I just saw this guy just a light bulb went on when he's like, I can choose to be happy. I can choose to still create the life. I can stop letting this affect me, you know, and, and you know, like I think a lot of people need to realize that you can choose to respond or react, you know? So, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, when we're unaware, right. When we're, when we're not yet awoke, right. It's, it's almost like we're, when we don't know that we create our own reality, right. Mm -hmm. We're, it's not our fault because we're unaware, like you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So at first, it's not your fault, but as you are awakened to more possibility, it becomes your responsibility to choose, this is why I said, you can choose your way out of pretty much anything, yeah. right? I mean, I went through a divorce, I went through a $20 million lawsuit, I went through an IRS audit, I got thrown in jail for defending myself and my son in a domestic uh, violent attack, and I had a criminal attorney, I had an IRS attorney, I had a lawsuit attorney, I had um, a divorce attorney, and 
<laughs> I literally paid, you know, attorneys to defend me and keep me out of court so that I could literally, ch I chose to focus on myself, my well-being, my emotional, you know, security, the emotional well-being of my son mm -hmm. and my family, right? The, the, the people that I'm closest to in my family, right? I was also starting a new relationship. Now, I could have chose to dwell on, oh my God, I'm being audited for $130,000. I have a $20 million lawsuit. Um, I just got thrown in jail for defending myself and my son in a domestic uh, attack. Um, you know, I could have dwelled on all these things, but what I did was I focused on the things that I wanted to have expanded in my life. My relationships, my friendships, um, the, the business that I was a part of. And in that process, in those months where they were the heaviest, right? These things were the heaviest. I yeah. earned my million dollar ring for the business that I was building. Wow. And I crossed the stage and got a million dollar earners ring and, you know, got, uh, lots of, lots of airtime and, you know, had a chance to, to do a lot of interviews and, you know, it wasn't the money. It was the people that, I was able to help and support and assist and really facilitate in, in, you know, showing up the best for themselves. And, you know, despite all the things that I was going through over here, I was focused over here because I always say, if you want to ride off into the sunset, yeah. you cannot be sitting on the horse and turning around facing its ass. <laughs> you know so I was just facing forward I was focused on the things that I I want and I stayed in in a super high vibrational vortex I don't know if you're an Abe fan but do you listen to Abraham at all yeah Abraham? yeah law of attraction yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah Abraham Hicks I mean yeah. you know Esther and, and Jerry Hicks and you know I'm a big Abe fan and I, I listen in uh every day to you know a good like 45 minutes to an hour of, of, of recordings and you know, I just focused on staying in the vortex and just kept my vibration high and just stayed focused on the things that I want and, and paid little attention to the things I didn't want. Yeah. And those things dissolved. They, I literally opted out and unsubscribed from any conversation about it. I completely ignored it. And guess what? It all died. So it's all behind me. And I just have, you know, what I'm focused on now is the future. And, you know, I'm staying present, right? I'm, I'm totally focused on the present. But I have my, 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 my sights set on where I'm headed and, and who I'm bringing with me and the yeah. things that I plan on doing. And those are the things that pull me right, right into them. It's, it's funny, you know, there's like I have these conversations with a lot of clients and, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, having a vision and then envisioning. Right. It's two different things. Like you have a vision to see what's possible. Right? right. You have a vision of your life. You can see yourself, you know, having a successful relationship, getting married, having kids, you know, having a dream home, having a dream lifestyle, having this, you know, this income that you that you think will will make you happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's called having a vision. But see, envisioning is when you let go of the need to have it. And because you hold it so loosely. That vision that you've cast actually kind of draws you right into it. So you're envisioning by releasing the need to have it. And because it's so clear, right, you've created this vision that's so clear by envisioning, you actually let go and it pulls you right into the reality that you wanted to create. And so, you know, I knew that I was going to create a new relationship, you know, with the type of woman that I'm with, 
the, I knew my relationship with my son, how it was going to turn out. I knew how my, my book was going to go. I knew exactly how I was going to re-enter back into, um, you know, the business world after I, I, I decided that it was time to, you know, start building in, uh, in, a, in a new, in a new arena and, and whatnot with uh, different niches and so forth. So I've had this vision, you know, for a long, long time. And when I let go of the need to make it happen now, yeah. it drew me right in. And here I am living the, living the dream that I had envisioned all along. That's amazing, man. And I, I think that that speaks to my first question in the beginning here. I said, what's your secret sauce? And I think that what you said there was so profound that you just did not get distracted by all the bullshit that comes to, into everyone's life, well, whether it be family stuff, finance stuff, relationships. It's so easy to get that locked in this kind of downward spiral. And you literally set up a, a plan of attack to avoid not avoid dealing with that, but just a, a game plan that's going to be like, look at this is where I'm going. Yes, I have to deal with this, but I'm not going to let this consume me. I'm going to keep my eyes up here, put systems and people in place to help manage this, but I'm not going to let this take over where I'm going. And I think that that's like the opposite of what most people do. They put all their focus on what they don't want to happen. Like we talk about law of attraction instead of where yeah. they do want to go and, 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 uh, and, and, and end up, you know, like you talk about your, your casting your vision. Like that's, that's something that a lot of people, they don't make any plans. So their default is defaulted by wherever the wind blows them. And, you know, they become victim of circumstance. So you can either be a victor or you can be a victim, right? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, it all comes down to, you know, you could, you could either be a winner or you could be a loser. Now here's the thing. We're not losers in life. We're just losers to opportunities, mm -hmm. right? Like I know some amazing, amazing people that are extremely successful, but they were a loser to a specific opportunity because they had too many things that were consuming their time and attention and they couldn't stay focused on the thing that needed to be paid most attention to. Right. And so they, they, they majored in the minor things yeah. and they forgot that we want to keep the main thing, the main thing. And they wound up being a loser to the opportunity. And that happens very common. It's very common for that to happen. It happens very often, especially in entrepreneurship, because a lot of times we get excited about the possibilities. There's so many distractions nowadays, right? Like it, it, it's crazy. Like I just read a post earlier, this guy saying that it's almost impossible these days to sit down and do two hours of focus, uninterrupted work. You know, like it's just it's yeah. so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. But it's necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. Know? A lot of moving parts, right? There's, yeah. there's always something to look at. Like that's one of the reasons that I think that, you know, having these kinds of, these kinds of conversations with people are so, you know, these quality conversations are critical because you're getting yeah. people away from the distractions and all the moving parts and all the temptation. Right. And I was, I was listening to a, a, a very well-known speaker that I love. His name is Matt Kahn. And he has this whole, um, he has a whole program on, on choice mm. and how choice right now I said, you can choose your way out of anything. Right. But all the choices and all the options out there, they kill our chances for success because yeah. there's so many different opportunities and there's so many people. It's almost like, you know, you could, you could focus on, on the rest or you could just go with the best. Like you, you, once you, once you pick a direction, right staying focused and staying in alignment with it. And if you stand behind it, right, you're going to be, you're going to out, you're going to outpace the pack because n hardly anybody has the focus and attention anymore to really stay the course long enough to develop the skills that it takes right. to create the outcomes that they want.
And well, I, I just yeah. just to just to follow up with that, I was listening to Mike's uh, Mike Diller's new episode with Seth Godin that he released yesterday. And oh, Seth, right. It was a really good one about marketing. And Seth said something really interesting. He said everyone's so uh, focused on creating a brand these days or a personal brand. He's like, you don't need a brand. He's like, most of these people will never stay with something long enough to ever even become anything close to a brand. What you need now is sales. You know, he's yeah. like, you don't need to be focusing on a brand because the only people that need a brand are someone like, you know, Toyota or like these huge, huge companies that, you know, are, are, have been and will be around for, for, you know, decades or centuries to come. Yeah. For the average yeah. person, they don't need a, to focus anything on making a brand. You need to get, a, get income coming in, you know, just marketing, sales, yeah. period. Yeah. Which yeah, is- it's funny. I just started a new business, like literally a couple of days. Uh, I went out of town for two weeks and a couple of days before I left, I started a new business. And then the first half of my trip, I was just focused on vacationing and, and traveling and just, you know, getting, getting back to the West Coast and, and whatnot. And so I really didn't focus on the business. And, you know, literally just a few days ago, I made a, a post and I, I made an announcement that I partnered up with, um, you know, a very big social media influencer and you know, I haven't posted on, on Facebook for, I think, three full days. Yeah. But these last three days, my business did thousands and thousands of dollars in commissions for me. And it's like, I'm looking at my Facebook. I'm like, oh, I haven't even posted since Tuesday. It's now Friday night. I haven't made one post in three days. And that's not always the case because sometimes I'll post, you know, every day, a couple, two, three times a day. Mm-hmm. But I've been so busy selling yeah, and, and getting new business on board so that I could create a fast start story because you know, your, your fast start story in business is so critical because it's a story you'll tell for the rest of your career in that particular business, you know? Right. And I, I believe in the laws of momentum that, you know, when you focus on something long enough, it's almost like a, a shotgun mentality versus a rifle, mm-hmm. right? A shotgun fires these little, you know, or metal pellets called shot, right? And the further the distance that the shot travels from the, from the barrel of the gun, the less of an impact it has, right? Sure, right. So, you know, a lot of people shoot, you know, with a shotgun and they hit a lot of different things and sometimes they hit nothing. But when you have a rifle, you have one bullet, you have one barrel and you have one trigger and you pull that thing. And when you you know, when you pull it and you're, and you're in alignment with what your offer is and you stand behind it and you believe enough in it and yourself, whatever you hit, you destroy. Yeah. So I, 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 that's how I do business. I get so engulfed and so encompassed in focusing on sales that yeah. I'm not out there building my brand and on yeah. Facebook this week because I'm too busy making money. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I think that that's a really key point to, uh, yeah, make that distinction because so many people are focusing about like their brand or their logo for something and just do it. Like, I, you know, there's guys that I was talking about doing a podcast with like that they wanted to also start a podcast, right? And around the same time I got mine started, I'm at like 22, 24 episodes already. They're still trying to make their logo perfect. You know, like, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, dude, like just get into it. Just start it. Just do it. You know, like no one pays attention to the little details anyway. Like you don't need you, a You don't have to get it right. You just got to get it going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to take a moment, man? Like you, you, uh, I saw that post. If you want to share what you're doing now with your, it seems pretty interesting. Go ahead. Like floor is yours. If you want to kind of. Yeah, sure. I, I don't mind sharing that at all. Well, I'll just give you a, a, the short version. I'll give you like the, the high level overview, but the real short story. So yeah. my background is in fitness and nutrition, right? My, I was a personal trainer in college. 
Yeah. And, you know, albeit I was getting high before work and whatnot, I just had, I, I learned how to, you know, really build muscle and burn a lot of fat, right? So I learned this, the science behind it. And, uh, you know, it's also an art, you know, it's a, you know, weight training and, and building your body is an art because it's, you know, I, I, I go by the instinctive principle that you, you know, you train the way you feel your body needs to be trained, right? I don't, I'm not very rigid. I'm not very strict. I'm super disciplined because, you know, I like to train every day. I, I broke my back when I played high school football and mm. I recovered and re, recuperated and, and really rehabbed my back through weight training. So I have a lot of years, over 30 years of experience in fitness and nutrition. Wow. Um, if, if people, you know, go to my, my, my fitness, uh, you know, site, they can see my, the list of credentials that I have in the fitness industry. Anyway, long and short of it is that, you know, I'm going to be 48 this year. Wow. And yeah. You don't, and I, you don't look it, man. You, you look, <laughs> I, I've seen your pictures at the gym when you're freaking ripped, dude. You're a beast. So that's impressive. Yeah, and I'm all natural. I never took, I never took a steroid. I never took a, an, any kind of anabolic steroid or any kind of, you know, drug to, to, to be, you know, stronger or bigger than, than my body is supposed to be naturally. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, but I've experienced a lot of uh, injuries over the years. I broke my back playing high school football. I tore my ACL and meniscus in my left knee. Um, also, uh, uh, you know, domestic uh, accident, avoiding, trying to avoid a domestic accident. Um, I almost had my left elbow or my left arm amputated because I developed cellulitis in my left arm and I had invasive surgery through my elbow. Um, I've got weight displacement. I've got, you know, shoulder impingement. Well, about three months ago, I had real bad nerve impingement in my shoulder. And mm -hmm. it was to the point where I couldn't like lift my arm overhead. Like when I slept, I couldn't put my arm up. I couldn't really work out. And I was really disappointed. I was uncomfortable. I was in a lot of pain. I had you know, pins and needles and numbness. Anyway, I didn't know what to do. My chiropractor um, suggested I get on some, uh, some CBD cream, right? Cannabidioids, which is the byproduct of the, the hemp plant, right? Not the part that gets you intoxicated like the THC from marijuana, but the non-active ingredient when it comes to intoxication, but it's got over 40 medical benefits. So he, he gave me some cream. He, gave, he adjusted me um, to relieve some of the shoulder pain, you know, the impingement in my nerve. And then he put some cream on and it was amazing. Like for a few hours, I was like, holy crap. I'm like, I can move my arm. I was super excited. So I started researching and I wound up getting a whole bunch of product from, you know, sources that were not even network marketing. And then I had some friends that were in network marketing that I told about my shoulder you know, pain. They sent me some product. I used it for several months, you know, two and a half, almost three months. I was applying the cream. I was taking the orals, you know, the spray, the droppers, and I was trying out different products. And I was researching companies, you know, where the, where the hemp was grown, how the CBD oil was stripped out of the plant, how, it, you know, if, if there's CBD without THC, that means that it was stripped out and it denatured the actual CBD. So it's better to have CBD with a tiny bit of THC, not enough to get you high, mm. but enough to keep the CBD, you know, correct uh, in its, in its uh, structural formulas. Anyway, long and short of it, uh, because of my fitness coaching practice and my book, my good friend Chris, who's one of the biggest influencers on the internet, especially on YouTube, yeah. you know, he started in this network marketing company and I reached out to him to find out what he was up to. And we got sidetracked talking about creating a fitness app for my coaching program. Nothing to do with network marketing or CBD, nothing. We got started in talking about fitness, coaching, uh, an app 
for fitness coaching where we gamify it and we help people that want to get in the best shape of their lives and you know through a step step by step process right my entire book all my fitness coaching strategies that I use with my clients and sure enough um, I knew he was in this new hemp and CBD product yeah. and I said you know what I'm like send me a link on that <laughs> yeah. sure enough I got into business with him and it's blowing off we my my business just hit like the first level of you know this uh, income you know uh, or rank in the company in just the last few days and it seems like everybody wants to try CBD so I put it out there and people are contacting me left and right so it's been great a lot of fun a lot of money in it you know CBDs you know, very new in the well, health and wellness industry, although hemp's been around for hundreds of years. Right. Right. The very first American flag was made out of hemp. Right. Right. And there's 25,000 products that are made out of hemp that you can buy on Amazon right now. So it's very, very common that hemp is, you know, hemp is a very, very well-known product, but the CBD industry is just starting to, you know, get noticed and it's all over the news, all over the social medias and all over the the magazines and, and journals about the benefits, the health benefits of CBD. Well, yeah. nerve impingement definitely was affected by it, and it, it calms the nerves. It, it addresses anxiety, it addresses inflammation, it addresses sleep, you know, sleeplessness, restlessness, right. um, pain. So yeah, so people are all over it, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's it's a great little it's a great little. Um, you know, product in a, in a big, big business and big industry. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, it, it really helps people. That's what I, that's why I got into it. Well, we're, so. we're, we're, we're both from like weed capitals of the world. Like you're, okay. you're living in Colorado. I'm from Vancouver. I was shocked, man. I was back in Vancouver this summer yeah. and now there's more of these dispensaries downtown than coffee shops. Mm -hmm. And Vancouver was famous for coffee in shops. Colorado. There's now one, it seems like on every corner, downtown Vancouver, and I'm just walking around. I'm like, everyone's fucking stoned. Like, every, like you just go into, you just tell, like the yeah. whole society seems that it's just kind of shifted. Everyone's walking a little slower down the street. And uh, I was just blown away by it. I'm like, this city is going to become like the next Amsterdam because it's, I've been to Amsterdam. It's fun. I had a great time there. But Vancouver, it's, it's a total stoner's paradise because it's right. There's all these beaches on the West Coast, the climate and everything. Whereas Amsterdam, it's more of like a hustle and bustle, big kind of cosmopolitan city. It's not as natural, not as much nature, mountains. And the same with Colorado, right. all the mountains and snowboarders and stuff. So I think, um, like what you said, like cannabis, you know, look at the stock market, man. Some of the biggest gainers this year were all stock companies. Or marijuana stocks, weed, yeah. Weed stock companies, right? Yeah, um, my, my, I'll tell you something real quick. My cousin who, uh, you know, he, he's the one who, who, uh, whose house that I was at over this uh, past week. He has a, like a 5,000 square foot um, log cabin mansion. It's beautiful. On my Facebook, my girlfriend Chandra and I, we, we did a little uh, like an MTV Cribs kind of tour through the house. If you want to go see a beautiful log cabin mansion, it's so nice. Anyway, he's very, very wealthy young guy, my cousin. He, uh, excuse me, he owns um, the Core Institute, which is one of the largest orthopedic surgery um, centers in all of the United States. And he owns it, him, he and a couple partners. And um, so he said to me while we were eating you know, dinner at Thanksgiving the other night, he said, you know, patients ask me every day about CBD. Should I take it? You know, where can they get it? So he's excited about the CBD um, you know, product itself, just you know, because it can help his patients. Right. Uh, and he said to me during dinner, he said, 
you know where I made a lot of money this year was in marijuana stocks. Yeah. He invested lots of money and he made a ton of money, millions of dollars in marijuana stocks. And because the laws in the U.S. are changing, right? Because, you know, the government obviously realizes now that, you know, it helps people that have chronic illness and pain and cancer patients and, sure. you, know, patients, you know, like any, any kind of medical challenge, you know, where, you know, the opioids, you know, you know, the opioid law now, it's, it's yeah. the marijuana is the most amazing. See, here's the thing what I never understood about marijuana. You don't, you know, people never died from overdosing on marijuana. Right. Yeah. Alcohol is legal, right? And marijuana never was until just the last couple of few years, you know, several years. I think it's four or five years now that marijuana is legal. Colorado being one of the first states, right? Colorado and Washington. And I remember watching the bills pass, right? As it kind of all came to, 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 to fruition a few years ago, several years ago. I think it was like 2013 maybe or 12. Mm -hmm. um, when marijuana became legal in, the, in, 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 Can you know, in Colorado, like recreational marijuana. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I don't think it I don't think more people smoke pot now than ever. I just think that now it's legal so you can go into a store and buy it. Yeah. And the people that want to smoke it are going to smoke it and buy it out of a store instead of going to, you know, a, a pot dealer or some like marijuana dealer like your local guy. Right. And so there's less crime. It's yeah, less, less crime for sure. More tax. The, comp the, the province or the state is making way more money. Like, you know, yeah. I, did, I did the last episode I just posted, episode 21, I think, was called Cocktails and Cannabis. I interviewed one of my best friends. She's like a huge Bacardi uh, rep, travels around the world with Bacardi and uh, trains bartenders. And, stuff. and he said that the thing that they're working on now is cannabis cocktails. That's going to be the next big thing to hit the market is just all these oh, yeah. big brands like vodka, Bacardi. And he already talks about it. Like, you know, that they're already putting systems in place to roll out the next, you know, cactus can or cannabis cocktails. Really interesting talk I did with him because he's been in the industry for a long time and he's from Vancouver and he's like, yeah, man, it's just like a cash cow, you know, like it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Um, yeah. And, and, the, and the, it's funny because, you know, early adapters and early adopters are the people that obviously make the most money, yeah. but because it's legal now, yeah. you know, it's almost like a level playing field. And, the average person can't go out and start a dispensary because they don't have the kind of money it takes to buy the, you know, buy the product and have a storefront and pay a lease. Mm -hmm. And then there's people in the cannabis or in the, in the uh, CBD industry that, you know, you got to bottle it. You got to learn how to extract it. It's got to be, you know, put into a, a, in a label. So a lot of these companies now popping up these network marketing and direct sales companies offer the average person an opportunity to cash in, on the CBD and the marijuana revolution, right? The hemp revolution. And again, it's just another feather in the cap of the internet that, you know, we didn't have this 25, 30 years ago when I first got started as an entrepreneur back in the early nineties, the internet wasn't really, you know, known yet. Yeah. So we had to do things old school. Now we have technology, we have leverage, we have, you know, all the social medias, which really level the field for anybody to start a business, be an entrepreneur right. and work kitchen table and get rich yeah it's it's really great man. um and you know like what you said about the nerve damage i my dad my first thought was like oh man maybe I, he woke up two a couple weeks ago and his foot was just like it's called drop foot have you ever oh, heard, yeah, of, I've heard of that yeah oh really terrible like my dad's foot he can you know he's having trouble walking and it's a nerve what it is it's a nerve damage um that basically there's no real cure, cure for besides just waiting 
Um, and, and, you know, I, I had to get him like a, a full on brace to kind of keep his foot like yeah. 90 degrees, you know, it's, it's a, it's a really common thing. My cousin actually had to get surgery on his. So, um, yeah, I think that these alternative medicines and, you know, like I live in Asia where people drink like freaking maniacs, but weed is like super, super illegal. And I'm like, this is just ridiculous. You know, like it's way it does make sense that you can people go out and get wasted drunk passing out on the street. If you want to see something hilarious, go to a, a blackout Korea, just put in blackout Korea, just all these businessmen in suits pass out on the floor, like on the street. It's crazy. But they think that like people will go to jail for, you know, having a, a joint here. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The laws there are very different. And it's funny because, you know, like I have a couple of friends who are police officers. So they, they tell me all the time, the biggest infraction, that people under the influence of marijuana uh, make is they drive too slow. And that's how they know, that's how they know this person they pull over is high, you know, after smoking marijuana is because they're driving like 50 miles an hour in a 75 mile per hour lane, you know, or on a highway with the speed limit yeah. 75. I think it's hysterical. Yeah. And you know, like, I don't know anybody that's ever overdosed from smoking weed yet there's you know laws against it all over the u.s still and you know i think more and more states are becoming i think i counted 28 states are uh, legal medically right medical marijuana is legal in wow. 28 states um and uh i think it was 10 or 12 states that have recreational marijuana uh legal now as well where you can have up to an ounce uh and grow up to like six plants or something like that Right. But um, it's funny because now that it's legal, I don't even do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't right. smoke it. <laughs> it's funny. I, you know, because I'm moving, I have like friends coming over to buy like all my furniture, like I have my patio furniture and some of my uh, office equipment and things like that. Right. So a buddy of mine was over a few weeks ago and uh, I forgot. I, you know, even while I, even though I stopped smoking marijuana and, you know, stopped drinking, I still had hundreds of dollars worth of alcohol on top of my refrigerator, right. you know, three bottles full of, you know, Jack Daniels and Crown and, you know, all the whiskeys and all the vodkas and all the, all the, you know, all the drinks that I had up there. And then I had a whole cabinet in my kitchen that was filled with, you know, different strains of, of the best marijuana that you could buy from the government, you know, right, right out of my local dispensary. And I, I haven't touched it. I didn't touch it for 11, you know, now it's 11 months. I haven't, but I gave it all away. Yeah. I literally gave it all away to my buddies. Uh, one of them took a bunch of liquor last week or a couple weeks ago. And then one of them took all my weed, <laughs> all my bowls and bongs and all the pipes that I had and all the paraphernalia. I just, I said, Hey, you want to take it? I'm not using it. So there it went. And you know what? Best decision I ever made was to get sober. And, uh, you know, I, I just know that, you know, had I been sober a long time ago, um, you know, I probably, I probably would have had different, you know, outcomes in several of my businesses. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't regret it. I don't regret any of the things that I did, like I said, because, you know, the mistakes that I made, all the, all the relationships that got strained because of my using, um, you know, it took a lot of work on my part to repair a lot of, of relationships that I damaged. And, you know, I'm, I'm aware enough now to realize that that's not the life I want and that's yeah. not the life I deserve and nor is it the life, um, that the people that I'm in relationships deserve for me. So I chose to show up differently for myself and for the people in my life. And it was the, it was the best thing I ever did. Well, brother, I think that's a great way to wrap this call up because I want to be mindful of your time here. We went a little quite a bit over what we kind of uh, set out for, but this has just been such, oh, a, yeah. such an interesting and just really, really 
enjoyable call. And I think that, yeah, I can't wait to see what you do moving forward here. You've already done so much with everything that you've gone through in your past. And I think the future is looking even brighter now than ever for you. So that's, that's just, just awesome. I, I really appreciate you sharing um, your, your journey and your life lessons, man. Cause that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what we have for people's legacies to leave these lessons and experiences to help people, you know, uh, coming up on the journey. So, um, before we wrap up, how can people reach out and connect and kind of tune into what you're up to? Cause you've got a ton going on. So I'm sure that they want to yeah. follow up and, uh, I'll have links for everything below for people to contact, but feel free to, you know, share. Yeah. Like. yeah, absolutely. If people are interested in, in, you know, connecting with me for business, just go to work with Um, if anybody's interested in doing any fitness coaching, um, they can go to get fit with aaronrashkin.com, right? So work with aaronrashkin.com, get fit with Aaron Rashkin. If you want to get on my book list for the uh, pre-launch of my book and get my top 21 tips, tricks, and strategies for building both your body and your bank account, right? Commonalities that run between both fitness and business, go to milliondollarmusletips.com. And check him out on Instagram, man. He, he backs up what he says. He's not just one of these guys that doesn't practice what he preaches. This guy's ripped. And like you said, you're 40, 48, you said? I'll be 48 this summer, yeah. 48. Yeah, next summer. Summer 2019. I'll, ha I'll have your link to your Instagram below here. People can kind of take a look. And the guy's a beast in business and in the gym, like I said. Um, and one thing to follow up, if people are interested in this, wanting to kind of walk the path that we've both taken, I have an episode where I interviewed a guy who was doing cocaine and heroin at age 13. I think it was episode nine or something of my podcast. And he really talks about, he was in jail. He was dealing, he was doing heroin when he was 13. Like he's had a crazy life. Um, but he really shares a lot of uh, practices of meditation, like with what you said, health and wellness and fitness. Like I think it'll really empower a lot of people just like this call has here. So um, there's a lot of support groups out there for people that want to try and, uh, you know, just, just be, uh, be healthier. And I think what you've done is great with your friends that you've kind of reached out privately to you. I've had a number of reach out to myself that I've been helping as well. I think that that's what people really need to kind of get them out over that first step. And like you said, it gets easier and easier and easier and congrats on your 11th month today, man. I think this was a great, great day to do this call. So. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for having me on Quentin. I, I appreciate you and your, 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 uh, your, your friends, your fans, your followers, your subscribers, your listeners, your readership, Everybody is super blessed to have you in their corner because you bring, you know, some awareness and, and, and the consciousness that uh, I think is great because you raise the level for everybody and uh, you got some, you got some great stuff for your, you know, for your own business. And I can see that, um, you know, that whatever it is you're doing, I know is going to become a huge success. So people stay tuned in and plugged into uh, Quentin and I uh, appreciate you having me out here, man. Well, that means a ton, man. I really appreciate that. And it's great to have these relationships from nine years ago in Houston still, you know, develop into great conversations like today. So uh, thanks again for making the time and safe travels with your new move. And uh, I, I appreciate that, guys. Everyone, like I said, uh, we'll have the links down here below to reach out to Aaron. And you can tell by this conversation, he's a, he's a man to follow. So, all right. Bye-bye. Have a good night. 
So there you go. I told you the guy has so much experience, wisdom and experience and just like he's just a great guy. You know what I mean? And I'm just so blessed and humbled and honored to be working with him one on one with this new project. And like I said, if you want to explore more about what we are doing in the CBD and legalized hemp industry, check out the links below and both of us will invite you to our private Facebook group and kind of get you set up with your own personalized business plan. And either if you want to just be a customer of these products or if you want to start marketing them yourself for a side income stream, then we can show you how to do both. So feel free to reach out to me on social or go through the site and take the free tour. All right. See you on the next episode. Thanks again. Subscribe, share, and make it a great day. Cheers.